Right here. Right here, right here, right here. Yeah. You want him? Yeah. Welcome back to the Redneck Tech Podcast. This is episode number 28, and the podcast is brought to you by Diamondback Covers. Um, I want to start off, like I tried to start off the last couple, talking about social media and some other places you can find us, because I get that question a lot. You know, some people have heard the podcast, and I guess they don't listen through the end of it, so I'll start to put it to the beginning. Um, it's very simple. Website's rednecktechpodcast.com. Instagram is at Redneck Tech Podcast, and the email address is rednecktechpodcast at gmail.com. Pretty easy to remember. Like I said, if you love the podcast, please go to iTunes, five stars. If you really love it, give it a good review. If you don't, give it a review and tell me what, what, what I could do better. Um, this podcast is one that's kind of came up because recently, if you follow me personally on social media, at Cope Creative. I have went out 100% on my own, and I'm no longer working with any companies. I'm no longer, you know, working under production company, which was a decision that I made because, don't get me wrong, working for a production company, working underneath the company has a lot of perks, but at the same time, for where I want to be in my career, it wasn't ideal for me, so it was a decision that I made to go off completely on my own, and been off on my own for a couple weeks, just been kind of drinking from a fire hose, trying to get everything set, trying to get my feet up from, you know, my feet under me and, uh, you know, get going, trying to, you know, schedule my calendar for the spring and then the summer. And I've, for the first time in my career, I've got stuff scheduled out until November, which is unbelievable. I never had things scheduled out that far. And it makes my wife very happy to know when I'm going to be gone and when I'm going to be home, which I've also gotten some already had some changes on the calendar. I've already had a couple of um, last-minute trips. I've already had a last, you know, couple date changes and things like that, but that's par for the course. She understands that. But um, had the, got the new third baby home. She's doing good. Everybody's good. So now we're just trying to get rolling. I'm trying to stay on top of the podcast thing. Uh, the last one I did was about camera functions and uh, by looking at the numbers. Everybody loved that one. So I'm going to try and do some more in the future that are kind of more camera 101-ish for the guys out there that are really starting out. Um, kind of the intention for the podcast at the beginning was for the more, you know, novice and advanced guys, which I've kind of found out that a lot of those guys don't want anybody telling them what to do. They think they've got it figured out on their own, which is fine. But um, so I'm going to try and focus more on the, the beginner to the novice level. And once I start getting more questions for the more advanced stuff, that's what we'll get into. But on this podcast, I got to question from some guys that were uh walking around nwtf actually the eighth and eighth and time guys um about some people saw them with a camera and were asking them how much they would charge to do this that or the other and they didn't know so essentially this whole podcast is about how to price yourself and um that's a hard thing to do because you know when you start doing this and it's hard to price yourself a lot of times because when you first start out doing this when i first started out doing it i would have done it for free and then, you know, you're having a good time with somebody, you really like it, you know, you really like who you're hunting with or who you're producing for, and, you know, they ask you, you know, how much, you know, what's it going to cost me? And it was hard for me to put a number on myself because essentially you're you're having to sell yourself, which I don't do well at it all anyway. Second of all, I'm essentially going to get paid to, 
do what I was doing. I was having such a good time. I mean, I should be paying them. You know, that's kind of what I, my thought process was. And that might not be your thought process. You might just, you know, think that, well, you know, I need to get paid for this. Well, if that's your thought process, then you're probably not in this for the right reasons. If you're if you're in this business to try and get rich, man, you're barking up the wrong tree. But if you're doing this because you genuinely enjoy it, you want to create cool content, here's how, here's how you price yourself. And essentially, it all goes to how much is your time worth. And I say that because that's because that's what it is. Essentially, you've got to figure out how many how much time am I going to have to spend behind a computer for this project? How many days behind a camera am I going to have to spend behind this project? How far am I going to have to drive? How far am I going to have to fly? What are the costs associated? And really, figure out how long it's going to take. The general rule for freelancers is in this business is guys price themselves by the day. Then you get to where if you get a whole web show or a whole series or a film, you have to price it by project. And I always sit down, I have a you know an Excel spreadsheet where I have, you know, my day rate and then travel costs and then if I have to rent cameras and I have just a spreadsheet where I'll just go and plug in, okay, I'm gonna be gone this many days. I'm going to need this gear, I'm going to be driving, I'm going to do this, this, and this, you know, the music licenses, uh, editing costs, and then I have all those things in a spreadsheet, I plug in the numbers, and it spits out a number, and that's, essentially, that's what I'm happy with, and that's how I price it, and a lot of times, it'll depend on who the client is, you know, if it's a really good friend of mine, somebody I've worked for for a long time, and they always pay their bills, then I'll, you know, I'll help them out, if it's somebody I've never worked for, if it's some. Uh, you know, if it's somebody I've never worked for, I might be a little more leery on how to price things. If it's somebody that has a great track record, it's easier to, you know, give those people a break. If it's a big project, it's going to take a lot of time and you can essentially justify giving a lower day rate because you know there's going to be a lot of days associated. There's a lot of things to take into account, but essentially what you've got to decide is how much is your time worth? And knowing your client is a big part of that. But you can't sell yourself short on it because you can always go down. You can never go up. Remember that. It's one of the best things I've ever been told is you can, if you price yourself at $500 a day and they kind of balk at it, but you'd have been happy with $300 a day, well, guess what? You can start working your way down. And if you get to that 300 and you get it, you're, st- you know, you're still good to go. So don't ever start at 300 and then balk at it and then have to go down or not get the project at all. Just remember that. So, and I also know if you're going to price yourself way higher than you know they're willing to pay, more, more, I got tongue tied again. If you're going to price yourself way higher than you know that somebody's going to be willing to pay, it's most of the time it's better off just telling them, hey, look, you know, your budget's not going to warrant me doing this project. Let's, you know, if you have something else come up, let me know. I would I would rather tell somebody, look, I don't think we're going to be able to meet, you know, we're not going to be able to work together on this just because your budget's not something that I can work within and hopefully, you know, get them on the next project. Or then tell them a really high price and scare them off and they never come back. You know, I've had that happen before too. And I've also underpriced myself for something and then they want a lot more of it and I don't feel like I can ever get out from under it. So... There's, you know, two sides of that coin. But, like I said, remember, you can always come down. You can never go up. When you base, ev- when you base everything on time, essentially in this business, 
you're paying for someone's time. It's, it's, it's a service-based industry. It's a, it's a service-based industry that also, if you edit, has a product along with it. Well, and if you're a freelancer, it has a product along with it. Because when you're a freelancer, you give somebody the footage after the fact. When you're you know, a producer-editor, you give somebody the edited footage after the fact or the content or whatever it may be. So essentially, we're a service and product-based industry, I guess. So we have a little bit of both. But um, the service is the filming and the editing. The product is the final video that's submitted or the front footage you turn in, turn in after filming a job. So keep that in mind and then go about it systematically. I know some guys that even base things on a, you know, an hourly rate. Um, they think it's going to take them you know, four hours to edit this or it's going to take them you know, two days. And so you know, they base it on 10-hour days, so 20 hours, and they base it on that or whatever the may, case may be. You've got to make a call about that particular job and you've got to own it. You've got to decide. You know, you, and you also have to know yourself. You've got to know how fast of an editor you are or how effective you are in the field or how long this show is going to take to edit, or um, how many days in the field is you know you're going to be? What are you going to miss when you're at home? You know what's this going to be worth to you? And I, I mean, I know that's not telling you anything, but and I'm going to get to kind of some general numbers, you know, here shortly. But um, you know, the commodity that we don't ever have enough of is our time. And when you're selling yourself based on the, that time you just essentially got to create a number that you're happy with. But when you go to price yourself, there's things that you need to take into account. Not just what you're happy with per day. You've got to take into account the travel cost. If you're going to do the editing, the music rights cost. You've got to take into account the rentals. And you got to take into account any other expenses you might have. Food, batteries, hard drives, etc. You know, there's a lot of things that could come up that you have to have last minute or into that Amazon um, order that you had to place to get another, you know, you know, another bat light or another set of mics or whatever the case may be. Keep those things in the back of your mind. Plan for them. Factor these, factor these things in as they come up with a number that you can be happy with. And day rates in this business average from $200 a day to... Seven hundred fifty, a thousand dollars a day, and those numbers are based on experience and what kind of gear you're running. The more money, the more experience you have, and the better kind of gear you're running, the more you can charge. Two hundred dollars a day when I was doing it for three and a half years for free, I would have been absolutely tickled pink with two hundred dollars a day. But I'll also be the first one to tell you I was not qualified. I was not qualified to be paid $200 a day when I was first starting out. I was trying to gain experience. I was trying to network. I was trying to meet as many people as I possibly could, and I didn't want to get paid. I honestly would have paid them to let me go. And But that's what got me to where I'm at now. It got me. It taught me the work ethic. Work ethic. It taught me how to plan. It taught me how to you know, work with other people, different personalities, different places, different animals. And essentially that was invaluable to me was that three and a half years of just doing it, you know, for free. And all the costs were my own, you know, all the fuel, all the time, all the travel. But now that I'm in a place to where I can charge for that time, and you might get the question just like the Ethan Tyne guys did is, you know, hey, yes, so you got a really nice video camera. Well, I need a product video for my company. 
or, hey, I've got a hunt, you know, with, you know, a big hunt that I've been planning forever, and I'd love to have somebody come film it. And you've got a, you know, big fancy camera, and that you may or may not know how to run it. But uh, somebody might ask you, you know, how much would you charge me to go with them? So let's, you know, let's break down the scenario. Somebody wants you to go film. They've got a big elk hunt they've been planning for years, and they want somebody to be there to document. They're already spending a bunch of money on this elk hunt, so they want to spend an another little bit of money to make sure somebody's there to document it. They want you to be there for their five-day elk hunt. So you've got a travel day there, travel day back. So seven total days, five days in the field hunting, and then they want you to cut together, you know, a three to five minute, essentially sizzle reel of their experience. So here's what we're going to figure. So we've got our two travel days, which generally what I do on travel days, depending on the project, is I'll charge a half a day rate for those days. So Let's just base everything out $500 a day. So those two days would be $250 and $250. So essentially those two days are one day. So then you got five days in the field. So that's six total days. So that's 500 times six. So that's $3,000. And then we've got, say we're flying to Colorado to Denver and the round trip flight's $300. So we've got $3,300 for the flights. And then um i would figure in some incidentals for batteries for some food some things like that or you can do it you know kind of a um you know a lot of times the guys will do it plus expenses essentially they'll say i'll do it day rate plus expenses so they'll just do the day rate and then whatever they had to put on their credit card to get there and to eat and to get batteries and all that stuff they send them a bill after the fact so you're looking at say thirty three hundred dollars plus you know two three hundred more dollars for food so say $3,500, and then um, you've got your edit when you get back. How long would it take you to edit a three- to five-minute sizzle reel of everything you filmed? For me, that would take me probably, I would figure in two days for that, so another $1,000. So I'm looking at $4,500 is what I would price that for somebody if, if I was doing, doing it based on a $500 a day day rate. To essentially go on a note count with somebody, document it, and come back, $4,500. Would I be happy with that? You know, if five hundred dollars a day makes me happy, then absolutely. If I don't think they can pay forty, or if I don't think they can pay five hundred dollars a day, and I'd be happy with three hundred dollars a day, start at four hundred and see what happens. You know, or if you'd be happy with a hundred dollars a day, you know, or just them, them paying your way to get there and you getting paid for the edit, whatever it may be. But that's how you have to go about figuring, um, have to figuring that job, and the ways to get, you know. The way to make more money per day is to have better gear, more gear, and have a portfolio and experience. So if you have a portfolio of work that you could show somebody, like, look, I've worked for this company, this company, this company, this is a show I produce, this is a web show I produce, this is a whatever that I've done, and you have a good production reel, which I'm going to talk about production reels in another podcast, but if you have all those things, then... You can charge more if you're running, you know, the industry standard gear or better, um, I, which I would say industry standard gear would be FS5, FS7, that type camera um, with two sets of mics, um, shotgun mic, tripod, camera arm, really good fluid head, all the gear, all the associated gear that goes along with that, lights, um, cards, media, batteries, chargers, all that good stuff. If you have that baseline, you know, you're looking at, 300 to 500 dollars a day with you know one to two years experience i would think well probably two to three years experience then once you get into that gear with more experience 
say five plus years of experience, then you're looking in the 500 to 750 a day. Then if you, you know, you're running a red and you know how to run it, you know, you're looking at 750 a $1,000 a day. So that's, that's how you get more money is run better gear and have more experience. Bottom line, you don't have to have a degree, but if you can show that you know what you're doing, um, you have a good, you know, a good name in the industry and, you know, get recommended on things, you can do it. You can absolutely make that much money a day. But I know this was a short one. I thought I thought it was one that would be easy to talk about and get out there. I hope that helped. I felt scattered the whole time I was talking about it, but I wanted to kind of break down pricing. And essentially, it comes down to your time and what you're happy with. It's really as simple as it gets. So figure that up. You know, think about um, all the factors that I talked about. Figure up a price. And hopefully you get some work out of it. You know, there's some amazing things can happen when you show up with a camera and half the battle is showing up and doing what you said you were going to do. So get after it, man. That's all I can say. You know, that's what I've been trying to do for seven or eight years now is get after it and learn, you know, meet people and create content, make contacts, hopefully make a little money along the way. Remember, follow us at Redneck Tech Podcast on Instagram, uh, Gmail, uh, Redneck Tech Podcast at gmail.com, and RedneckTechPodcast.com is the website. And remember to go and rate and review. Camera School is in July. If you want more information about that, hit me up. And uh, if you're looking for um, this podcast and some other places, if you're listening to it on iTunes or want to tell some other people where you can find it, you can also find it on Stitcher and TuneIn and SoundCloud. Um, YouTube, I've got a couple videos up on YouTube. I'm going to start doing some more YouTube stuff. I actually might even start filming these podcasts because I think that might help me with a camera on me to not kind of be as scattered if I feel like I need to like focus and not be all over the place. Maybe these would be even a little shorter and more concise. I don't know. I haven't made up my mind. Let me know what you think. I don't want to film them because that's more work for myself because I have to edit them and I don't, I already have enough to edit, but anyway, um, let me know if you got any questions. Talk to you guys next time. Oh, shit.